Why do programmers put up with so much pain? By the end of this episode, I hope to explore this idea a little bit more. And this won't be one where I have some like definitive answer or some definition. This is more just me pontificating. My name is Eric Normand, and I help people thrive with functional programming. I'm bringing this up because a kind listener who's new to programming, certainly new to functional programming, he was watching a talk about the pain of using Haskell for a business. Now, every language has some pain, uh, but this one was particular to the Haskell language. Um, because he was interested in Haskell. And he was asking me why someone would go with Haskell as opposed to going up with one of the more established languages when they're building a business. Um, and then he mentioned a few languages like why not go with Java and Spring? Why not use ASP.NET? And so I thought this was an interesting idea to explore. Um, so let's let's go over some facts. Uh, fact number one is programmers put up with a lot of pain. They really do. There's quite a lot of pain in every in every stack in every language. There is pain. There's no no getting around that. Even if it is. I have to read a book this thick to, and be certified in spring to, to be able to do it. Or I have to be like a pioneer and figure out how to get this stuff working, which is available in spring, but I need to get it to work in Haskell. Uh, all of that is pain. Um, and programmers deal with that. And it's everywhere. That's kind of fact number two. Programmers deal with it and it's everywhere. So really the, the, the resolution to this question, I'm not gonna say it's an answer, but the resolution is it's about picking your pain. So just as a personal example, I have used a little bit of spring and in my experience, it was a lot of it was figuring out which XML file to edit, editing it, and that was, that was what you did most of the time for solving problems. Um, that was painful to me. It was painful that I just wanted to do something very simple, like something that I thought I should be able to do with just an if statement. Uh, I just want it to either do this in this case or do that every other case, right? Just a very simple thing. But of course that required uh, setting up a new plugin and that required, uh, adding a line to an XML file and then, um, configuring that with more XML. And I, it's, it's not that it's XML. It's that, um, there's so many XML files and you just had to, you had to know all these things about where things go. When to me, this was a simple change and, 
seemed like in my, because I'm not that experienced with spring, it seemed like it should just be an if statement. Um, so that is one of the reasons why I like closure because it's all code and I can just put an if statement where I think it needs to go. Uh, however, I do deal with other pain. So a, a lot of people ask me how in closure I deal with the, the pain of using immutable data structures everywhere. Now to me, I'm used to it, right? I've chosen that pain, uh, but it is a pain compared for some algorithms. It is much easier to just do immutable, you know, just throw things in a map, hash map, immutable hash map. Um, and why have I chosen that pain instead of some other pains? And as a functional programmer, I like that it's immutable because at any point, I know that my, my functional code is thread safe and that I can hold on to references to things and they're not going to change. And because that is a pain having things changed under underneath you. So I guess what I'm trying to get at here is it's all pain. It's all pain. And you have to use your own judgment and your own taste and, and just really knowing yourself to decide which pains are worth it. So in the case of the Haskell programmer giving this talk, uh, that spawn, uh, prompted this question from a listener. Uh, I think that Haskell programmers really like the purity of the language. They like the strong, uh, strong meaning uh, powerful type system. Uh, and they are willing to put up with a lot of the pioneering aspects of of the programming, you know, that there's much less tooling. Um, there's the, the libraries are not as prolific and full featured as you would find in say the Java ecosystem. And there's just not as much help around. I mean, it's just the truth. I'm talking about in absolute terms, um, or in relative terms, relative to Java, there's just less help. There are fewer books for instance. Um, and so there, but that attracts people the, the, they feel like they're going to get the, they're going to outweigh the costs from the benefits of the type system. The type system will pay for all the other costs. Um, I worked at a company that was doing Haskell, uh, Haskell on the back end. And their, um, their philosophy, the CTO's philosophy, who chose Haskell, and um, th this was what, uh, this was the pain trade-off he was making. He remembers working in Ruby and Rails and not knowing what types he could expect anywhere. You know, he would as an example, he would like print out an array at a random point in the program and expect to find user records in it. 
and he found lots of different things. He found user records, he found user IDs, he found nils, he found random stuff in it, and he felt like there was, because this array was mutable and it had been passed around to all these different parts of the program, there was very little way to know how all those different things got into that array. And so uh, that was a pain that he experienced, that this was causing bugs and there was very little way to diagnose the problem. And so something like Haskell, which has immutable lists, so you can't, you know, you, you know even if you pass it around to different uh, parts of the code, they're not going to be able to mess with it. Uh, and it has strong type, typed lists, right? So you can't just add anything to it. And he felt with those two things, that would solve the problem. And that that problem was worse than the, how do I get this installed on my machine? How do I run it as a server? Uh, how do I deal with uh, some, you know, finding libraries for certain things we need. All of those things were sort of, I could solve this one time and it'll be done problems. Whereas this, um, what, what am I going to find in my random data structure problem was an ongoing problem that was not solvable once and for all in the Ruby language. And so that was, that was the trade-off he made. He traded off the pain of, you know, Ruby was a sizable community at that point, had lots of libraries, it's very convenient to create a web app in it. He traded that for um, knowing what was going to be in his arrays. Okay, um, I just, I'll just recap. Uh, there's not much uh, to talk about in this one. I just wanted to bring up this. It's an opinion that I have that it's all trade-offs. So fact, programmers put up with a lot of pain. Every, if you go to a conference on, in any language, it's all about the pain. Some are more enterprisey, so it's like, what, who do I pay a million dollars to to solve this pain? <laughs> and some of them are more like, well, we wanted to do this thing, but it was really hard in this language, and here's how we solved it, right? Um, it's just, that's just the way it is. Uh, then, so we put up with a lot. It's everywhere. And so my opinion is it's just about picking your pain. You know, you look at your problem, like what are we trying to solve here? What are the hard things? You pick a language that aligns with that decently well. And you look at, if you can, what are the things that we're going to face that are hard and you you decide if we choose this language uh, and you decide whether they're worth it that's it that's all you can do all right uh, if you like this opinion piece you should subscribe because I do more like it and there's more where I just talk about more mm, factual stuff go deep into functional programming concepts um, share some tips and tricks on how to do functional programming better. Uh, I'd love to hear your, your pains. Like what are the pains that you, 
Here, here's the question. What do you want to never do without? So we've all got something that we've, we've fought hard for and like now I've got it. I don't want to do without it. So for me in closure, it's interactive programming. I cannot go back to any other system that doesn't have interactive programming. I really like interactive programming. I also like immutable data structures and stuff, but my number one thing is interactive programming. I think closure does it the best. Um, you might, if you're, if you're into Haskell, you might say it's types. I want, I want category theory level types. Uh, could be, could be something like that. So, uh, let me know. You can email me, uh, at Eric at lispcast.com. If you do email me, I'll, I might talk about it on the podcast. So let me know if you don't want me to, uh, you can get in touch with me on Twitter. I'm at Eric Normand with a D or you can find me on LinkedIn and search for me there. Awesome. Take care. See you in the next episode.